competition, friendly competition. Repeatedly make a rushed and bad decision. In this friendly competition, friendly competition, it's a friendly competition. I admire this theme's ambition. Welcome to Friendly Competition, a show where friends compete against each other for your amusement and their own personal bragging rights. Though not necessarily in that order, I am your host, Lex Friedman. Allow me to introduce my best friend, and not yours, scorekeeper and side judge, Dan Morin. Hello, Lex. Uh, I just want to say I've prepared you a sandwich, as is our usual (laughs) protocol for this. And also per that protocol, I am eating that sandwich for you, because you're far away. I appreciate that. What's on the sandwich, Dan? Uh, (laughs) Ham and cheese sandwich. I'm sure that's right up your alley, right? (laughs) I stopped being kosher many, many years ago. That's true. I knew that. I call that a Danwich. Let's also introduce (laughs) our five contestants. Arnie Niekamp. Hello, I'm here. Gene McDonald. I also am here. (laughs) Kate Walsh. Hello. Scott McNulty. Am I here? And Tony Sindelar. Hello, nerds. (laughs) <laughs> Hello. Well, thank you all for being here. All right. Well, so here are the rules of friendly competition. Points are awarded to individuals on a per round basis. All of my decisions are final. Contestants may object. They may ask clarifying questions. We may or may not answer. We likely won't heed their objections. Speed does count today. Submitting the first answer will earn you a bonus point if the answer you have submitted is a valid answer. Let's get right into it. The first round is the homework round. Uh, We asked all five of our contestants to send us a clip of them impersonating either a president or a cartoon character. And whichever they chose, they should have it say something the other would say. So if you were impersonating a president, what would a cartoon character say? If you were impersonating a cartoon character, uh, talk like a president. And uh, let's listen to all of those submissions now. Yeah. Um, We'll start with uh, Arnie. Oh, good. Here is his submission. He won't have Nixon to kick around anymore, even. Because, gentlemen, (laughs) this is my last press conference. (laughs) Heavens to Murgatroyd. Exit stage left. (laughs) That was was fine voice work, Arnie. And and, can anybody identify whom Arnie was impersonating? Is it, that wasn't it. Snaggletooth? Is that, that, wasn't, that, that wasn't Nixon? <laughs> that wasn't actually President Nixon? That's not what he sounded like? <laughs> that was Snagglepuss, if I, I believe. Oh, right, Snaggle- Arnie? Yes, it was my best, my yeah. best Snagglepuss. I immediately, That's from good. the voice, imagined the pink cat character. I then struggled to come up with its actual name. So. It's always a good sign of a good uh, impersonation when you 100% have to include some of their catchphrases for people yeah. to know. Yep. Hey, hey. <laughs> Spoilers for future... Uh... Let's listen to Tony. Oh, Here it is. Oh, no. Hey, boo-boo. Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. <laughs> That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Uh, here's Gene. This one might be a little quiet for the uh, contestants right now, but here's Gene. When I was in England, I experimented a time or two, but I did not like it. I did not inhale. <laughs> Gene, is that, is that Pepe? Yeah, that's my Pepe. That. <laughs> that's that's your Pepe that's Clinton. Good. I like it. Uh, here is our friend Scott. Oh dear. My fellow Americans, the state of our union 
is strong. <laughs> now, I should say, I spent about an hour trying to think of cartoon characters, <laughs> and I could not think Didn't of any. Didn't come up with any, did you? <laughs> is that, is that, the, is that the, the, the grumpy dog whose name eludes me? Droopy uh, no, dog? it is not. No. Droopy dog? Who was that? It is uh, Eeyore. No. Oh, Eeyore. Oh. Okay. Uh, All right. And, <laughs> and, then, and then we have Kate. Guess who? <laughs> now, which president <laughs> is famous for saying guess who? <laughs> that would be that is exactly Chester my a. question. Yeah. yeah. Kate, which which president was that? Um, obviously it was Ford. <laughs> and I don't know what you all are so confused about. So the second half of it was the quote. Yes. <laughs> as regular what? listeners know, oh yes, yes. <laughs> How would you feel about rating those? But please continue. I was going to say, as regular listeners know, this is my least favorite round to score. I enjoy the homework assignments very much, but here is the one time I'm just truly judging you. Um, capriciously and arbitrarily um i'm gonna put uh i'm gonna put arnie and gene first uh tied for first then we'll do uh tony second and we're gonna have kate and scott tied for third i liked all of those though i laughed at each one and i wasn't faking usually i have to fake it but not this time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let's let's get into the first round where you have to submit live answers. This is a uniqueness counts round. In uniqueness counts rounds, you'll get points if the answers you submit are unique and that no one else has submitted them. Mm. This one is called Get This Off My Chess. Send us the names of three chess pieces. You'll get 10 points for each chess piece that only you choose. We need three chess pieces. This is where the music goes in the edited version. It sounds very competition. nice when it goes It's a friendly team. competition. We are friends who are competing in a friendly competition. Friendly competition. <laughs> All the answers are in, Dan. Dan loves figuring out. Yeah, that's out. one way of putting it. Dan loves figuring out unique things, doesn't he? Yep, that's my little favorite. I'm going to let Dan figure out the unique things while I tell you what everybody's submitting. I'm sure he's written a nice little Excel <laughs> function that does that. Oh, yeah, I was all over that. So Scott provided bishop, rook, and pawn. He was also first, so he is going to get that first response bonus point. Tony submitted bishop, rook, and king, invalidating immediately both two of his and Scott's answers. Oh, I hope we all did rook. Wow. In the same order. (laughs) Kate. Kate submitted rook, queen, king, and doppelganger. But not, a, not a chess move I'm familiar with. Battle, right. battle chess? Is that? Uh, yes. <laughs> but um, so far, Queen plays. Um, the others don't. Gene uh, submitted Rook, mm-hmm. King, and Bishop, none of which mm-hmm. play. And then Arnie Niekamp submitted King, Rook, and the opening song from the musical <laughs> Chess, which I do consider a unique chess piece. So, Dan, <laughs> what does that do to the scores? Uh, well, by my counting, uh, Scott comes out ahead in that round with 11, thanks to his speedy typing, followed by Kate and Arnie tied for 10. No points for Tony oh. or Gene. Oh. All right, we'll do a score update after the next round. Game show money tonight. It's going to be a lot like the chess round, only now we're talking game shows. Name three game shows that are currently still broadcasting on television. Note, 
you must submit your answers in alphabetical order, and there are secret rules for this round. You'll get six points for each game show that only you choose. This is where we see. If I, I truly this is the worst, my word. <laughs> this is This is the worst. <laughs> He had to walk away. You, you broke Lex. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> I was sure all it right. wouldn't happen, Dan. That's all. Yeah. Really? Did we all guess Rook I don't know. Again? <laughs> <laughs> I love Rook. <laughs> this is my favorite bird-based game show. Huh. <laughs> or game-based bird show. Mm. Also an option. I think we're still so waiting for I, one more answer. Also, the round where I have to Google things and see if those are actually. Oh, we should argue about whether things are That's still on. Yeah. I'm not going to name names of who hasn't submitted answers yet. But Gene, <laughs> it's you. Oh, Gene's not on the call. Oh, we lost. Yeah, not even oh. here. That's wow. That's a that explains that's, why. That's an interesting that's strategy. A, it's possible that ice storm. She may have lost power. Are we all going to be slowly picked off one by one? As <laughs> <laughs> it's just that kind of show, yeah. yeah right. Pretty much every podcast, uh, Lex Run eventually becomes uh, Tontine. It's just you know, back. Hello again, Gene. Shoot, that was it. Was not me pissed off that I got no points. <laughs> 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 Uh, well, so, Gene, if you're back and powered up again mm-hmm. and you have the form handy, yes. uh, name three game shows that are currently still broadcasting on television. Submit those game shows in alphabetical order. Okay. You'll get six points for each game show only you choose, and there are secret rules for this round. Okay. I will do that. Lex, I need to know if the bonus or the secret points apply in non-unique cases. In theory, yes, but I think for the purposes of competition, in one case, they don't. All right. I'm going to ask you to run through. There's at least one uh, one answer here where I'm going to need to, like, we're going to need to talk this out. There should be a, a game show that secretly the contestant is the scorekeeper. And... <gasps> Oh. That may be happening right now. I mean, everyone should evaluate how Lex is doing on a scale of one to ten each round, and then, you know, <laughs> Dan, Dan, I've made one key tweak to the bonus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if that made things better or worse. <laughs> All answers are in. Uh, okay, so you had to name three game shows. There were some secret rules, which we'll get to. Uh, Tony was first, and he suggested, let's make a deal. The Price is Right and Wheel of Fortune. That is alphabetical. Kate only submitted two games, The Voice and Who Wants to Be a Billionaire? Uh, millionaire. Uh, Arnie submitted Card Sharks, The Hustler, and Supermarket Sweep. All unique game shows. Um, Scott provided Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune, and Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And Gene uh, came with Let's Make a Deal, The Price is Right, and The Dating Game. That left us with not too many unique game shows, but while Dan is tabulating scores, (laughs) I will also provide the bonus rules, the secret rules. You got two bonus points, whether unique or not, if you provided Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy, or Family Feud. You lost five points if you submitted The Price is Right, because (laughs) it isn't. (laughs) 
Uh, at one point, I had hoped to award one million bonus points if you submitted Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, but too many of you did, and that was too many people to have a million points, so instead it's one million bonus friendship points for submitting <laughs> Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. So congratulations. That's a lot of friendship points. Since I did Supermarket Sweep, do I win groceries? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, Dan, how did you score that round? Oh, in the end? boy. Well, uh, let's start with Tony's because I think his was. The... So he had Let's Make a Deal, The Price is Right, and Wheel of Fortune. Uh, none of those ended up being unique. However, you did stipulate that he would gain two points uh, for for the Wheel of Fortune, but then lose five points. <laughs> for, Can I have negative points is right. in a round? Is that... Yes. And oh, no. he submitted first. So that's a net, I believe, negative of two, negative two yeah, points. Negative two points. Does that agree. put me at zero? Is that where I... Well done. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, you're at two. You're no, at two. Okay, totally. all right. Not I just totally. wanted to check if I would have been better off not having submitted cartoon <laughs> <myself>. <laughs> Uh, Kate submitted the voice and who wants to be a millionaire. Uh, the voice was unique, so I believe that's six points. Uh, Arnie uh, really nailed that round with three unique answers, 18 points. And Scott had Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune, who wants to be a millionaire. Jeopardy was unique, and he got two bonus points for that. So that was eight points. Followed by Gene had Let's Make a Deal, Price of Right Dating Game. That was one unique answer. Uh, but she lost five points for the prices, right? <laughs> so I believe cool, that was one cool point mistress. Dan, let's get a score update. Oh, boy. Well, the scores are... It's a, it's a big range. Uh, out <laughs> Even in without the, lead, the millionaire bonus points. <laughs> yeah, that was going to be a real swing there. But out in the lead with a commanding 33 points is Arnie Niekamp, uh, followed by Scott McNulty with 22 points, Kate Walsh narrowly behind that with 19, Gene McDonald with 6, and Tony Sindelar has more than zero points. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you're not Tony, it's still anyone's game. Uh, this next round... Oh, no. <laughs> It's called Poetry in Motion. You're going to write us a four-line poem that includes the line, that's why they call it the blues. So we need a four-line poem that includes the line, that's why they call it the blues. Of course, there are secret words in this round. Is there a, do you want a theme theme for this? No, there's no theme other than using the line, that's why they call it the blues. Your fellow contestants will vote on their favorite poems, and you'll get points for each vote you receive. And you will have your poems read by Dan Morin. Oh, yeah, that's a real pleasure there. A true privilege. For some reason, Dan, I just didn't think anyone was going to pick Millionaire. <laughs> I don't know why. It's pretty popular. It's I not obscure. It. I love it right now. I think Jimmy Kimmel is a great, great host for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I haven't watched it in years. <laughs> See? This is what I was hoping for, Dan. I, you know, you got me in the sense that I did not know it was still running. <laughs> it's, uh, it's mostly celebrities in prime time and now uh they are also bringing in first responders type people so celebrities wow, cool. is money for charity and first responders is money for them we should do that for this show too mm -hmm. well i give a point to each first responder <laughs> but not a million friendships <laughs> no no he's very restrictive with his friendships he's not not way. not a man to be friends lately my, my favorite way to write poems on demand is while other people have a conversation while I'm doing it. How about you, Dan? Mm -hmm. I, I feel that must add to it. <laughs> Do my best work, both under deadline and when other people are talking around me. Yeah, I totally agree. That's why I miss coffee shops. They miss you? 
I got really good at um, ignoring the sounds of my kids because I worked from home when they were babies and had to just ignore that and just focus on working so now I can work through anything and never pay attention if my kids are crying. <laughs> I was going to say Father of the Year or there. <laughs> we only need one more poem. Took a long time and it's not good, so pretty excited. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Dan will now read in any order of his choosing the five poems uh, and you will vote for your favorite. Please don't send your vote until uh, all of them are in. And try to use like a keyword or something so Dan knows which one you're <laughs> referring to. Yeah, because I don't remember what order I read them in. <laughs> I'll also try to order them for you as you do them. All right, let's start. When you're compacted, you'll need something extracted. Turn to Cerulean Xlax for clues. That's why they call it the blues. I never can choose between a waltz and a pas de deux, but I'm only wearing my tennis shoes. I guess that's why they call it the blues. Mm -hmm. When your alarm rings, you're bound to hit snooze. Ugh, the morning stings, and that's why they call it the blues. I thought about calling you. Honestly, that's just some old news. Of being over, I'll take my cues. That's why they call it the blues. Before I start, some bad news. My keyboard switches H and T. Arrested development means so much to me. That's why they call them the blues. <laughs> so, you've got uh, a waltz and pas de deux. The alarm hitting snooze. X-Lax uh, calling you and the keyboard switch. As you're voting, I will let you know that... Uh, the secret rules in this round were you got 20 bonus points if you included the phrase paying my dues, 10 points if you rhymed the word hues, and you lost five points if you made any references to rainbows or the sky just because. Uh, I believe no bonus points are rewarded or penalized this time around. Two of you still have not voted for your friends and loved ones on this show. <laughs> it's hard. They were all good. And the votes are in. Gene and Arnie voted for X-Lax. Uh, who wrote the X-Lax poem? Uh, of course I wrote the X-Lax poem. <laughs> Scott did. Um, as it turns out, Kate also voted for the X-Lax one, but referred to it as compacted, which I appreciate because <laughs> Kate keeps it classy. Uh, Tony, you voted for the one about I Thought About Calling You. Who wrote that one? I did. Yes, you did, Kate. And then finally... Scott voted for You're Bound to Hit Snooze, a poem by Tony Sindelar. Tony Sindelar. They forgot. They forgot. (laughs) They forgot they wrote it. A ghost. I guess that makes Scott the poet laureate of this round. (laughs) It does. That's 14 points Dan scored for Scott that round. Kate and Tony picked up four apiece. Uh, This next round is called K. Sarah Sarah. Send us three famous Sarahs. Famous is defined as Dan and or I. Consider them famous. You'll get 10 points for each unique Sarah. And of course, there are some secret rules for this round. You are saying Sarah, the name. That's right. (laughs) Sarah? 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 I don't know. And it can be ones with the H or without the H. Those are not the secret rules, clearly. Lex, I'm surprised you haven't yet written a custom CMS submission form for this that automatically does dupe, de- dupe detection. You know, that's not a bad idea, Dan. It's, it's not a good idea, but... 
hates admitted force, Harris. Overachieving. <laughs> I have to catch up for all the other rounds. <laughs> Dan, there's already one I'm going to have to ask you if you've heard of them, because I haven't. <laughs> all, the, all the answers. Yeah, this is good. All this the answers good. are in. Kate submitted Sarah McLaughlin, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Sarah Paulson, and Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, I'm only going to consider the first three, Dan, for the purposes of scoring and uniqueness, etc. Fair enough. Uh, Tony submitted Sarah Michelle Geller, Sarah from the Bible, and Sarah Silverman. <laughs> Jean, Sarah Ferguson, Sarah Silverman, and Sarah Smile. Let's stop there. Dan, do you know who Sarah Smile is? No idea. Because <laughs> the, the main character of a Hollinet song. <laughs> Dan, what's your opinion? It's the main character of a Hall and Oates song. Do you consider that a famous Sarah? I mean, I guess that's the, it's, it's a song. No one's ever written a song about me. There and is no Dan did, Warren it song. Is, there is Sarah, I, Sarah Smile merits a Wikipedia page. If it helps support the okay. argument, I almost put that myself, but then at the last second. <laughs> ah, I, that is enough evidence for me, Dan. We'll that's count it. That's friendly competition mm-hmm. for you. Right there. Thank you, mm-hmm. Arnie. Scott McNulty submitted Sarah Lee, Sarah Michelle Geller, and Sarah Silverman, which I think is one unique answer. Arnie submitted Sarah Polly, Sarah Plain and Tall, and Michael Sarah, who played George Michael Blues. <laughs> I am fine with Michael Sarah. I know Sarah Plain and Tall. Sarah Polly, is that a news anchor? She's a person? Canadian actress. A Canadian I, actress. I am familiar with yes. All right, that works. Dan knows her. Um, while Dan is tabulating scores, we did hit some of the bonus points, um, or the bonus scoring things. You do gain 10 extra points, uh, if you submitted Sarah Michelle Geller. You do lose five points if you submitted Sarah Palin. I don't think anybody did. I thought at first that Arnie had, but in fact it was Sarah plain and tall and not a typo on Sarah Palin, which was my first read. Dan, how did people score that round? Oh, and uh, I should mention that Kate was first. Yes. Uh, assuming I did this correctly, I think both Gene and Scott had some combination of two unique answers or submitting Sarah Michelle Geller to get themselves 10 <laughs> bonus points for 20 points each. Um, and uh, as Tony also submitted two uh, and got Sarah Michelle Geller, and uh, Kate had three uniques and came in first by my account. And Arnie had three uniques but did not come oh, in yeah. first. And yeah, so 30 points for Arnie and 31 points for Kate. All right, we'll do a score 20 update. points for everyone else. There you go. <laughs> we'll do a score update after this round. This is Oh My Pod. You're going to write a one or two sentence description for the following obscure podcast. Everyone will vote. You're thinking Balderdash rules this time. You want to convince people that yours is the right description of the podcast. Dan's going to read all the fake ones and the real one, and you'll be trying to pick the real one and hoping people vote for yours. So describe in a sentence or two the following podcast. Margaritas and Donuts. What is the podcast Margaritas and Donuts, a real podcast about? This made my teeth hurt. <laughs> Both. <laughs> and Dan, I'm drunk. Dan, have you listened to Margaritas and Donuts? I have never heard of Margaritas and Donuts. That's I have drank margaritas and eaten donuts, although not to my memory together. But I'd be I'd be okay to try it. It doesn't sound like a bad combination. No, I agree. I think may, maybe that's the premise of the show. But I, the 
The fun thing is thinking about how Lex's brain was working that day when I write the questions, because I have to find obscure podcasts. <laughs> and to search for an obscure podcast, you need to think of random nouns and then podcasts and see if you can find any podcasts that have that random noun. In I, I have to admit, that is a step up from my plan, which would have been to Google obscure podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Michael Ian Black has a podcast called Obscure. <laughs> So yeah, that's probably that, that probably ruins a lot of Google results. <laughs> <laughs> On that show, he reads books. The first one was Jade the Obscure. Um, he reads books that he doesn't expect to enjoy. And on the current <laughs> season, he's reading Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. You know, I have a theory that if you come up with any pun on Dungeons and Dragons or role-playing games of any kind and search it in iTunes, a podcast will appear. Yeah. Sometimes you don't even, even, pun, wasn't there you don't even need a pun. You just use a phrase <laughs> from it. I mean, if you're real lazy. <laughs> Which we are. Mm-hmm. I think everybody's in. Maybe not. Now everybody's in. All right. So Dan is going to read you six different possibilities of what this podcast is. And uh, at the end, you'll have to tell us which one you think is really what the podcast is about. All right. Margaritas and donuts. Two college friends discuss drinks and snacks you can prepare in your dorm room. Margaritas and donuts, a scripted fiction podcast about a pediatrician named Josephine who starts a relationship with an ophthalmologist named Malik. Margaritas and donuts, a cocktail review podcast that is always recorded first thing in the morning. Margaritas and Donuts, two woke gals chat about their love of brunch politics and the news of the week every Sunday morning. Margaritas and Donuts, this podcast takes two diabetic friends and journeys with them and their insulin pumps to all of the best sweet shops across the country. Sweet tooths are required. Margaritas and Donuts, what sweet treats are best for parrot heads? Join these two Jimmy Buffett fans as they survey the best sweet treats to rock out with. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Those are all yeah, excellent. Yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> so those should all be podcasts. Only one of those is real? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, this is a podcast opportunity here. I think Lex is just using this to come up with new podcasts. <laughs> this is all for work. <laughs> this is all a long way to promote the fact that uh, Michael Ian Black's Obscure Podcast is now part of Misfit Toys here at Art19. Um, uh, so you're voting for uh, college friends, drinks and snacks in your dorm room, scripted fiction about a pediatrician starting a relationship with an ophthalmologist, uh, cocktail review. You recorded first thing in the morning. Two woke gals uh, about their love of brunch politics and the news on Sunday mornings. Diabetic friends and their insulin pumps. Um, sweet treats are best for parrot heads. Those are what you're voting for. Let the record show Jean was the first to submit her fake description and Scott was the first to vote. So they each have earned bonus points this round. Oh, I forgot about voting. I'm like sitting there. <laughs> just enjoy them. Just, just enjoy them. <laughs> it's a fool's errand to earn that extra point. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Did you just call me a fool? Oh. <laughs> Better than well, I earned the first point, so I guess. Gene uh. still hasn't voted, so I keep checking to make sure she's <laughs> sorry. <has. laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. All the votes are in. Um, only one of you voted for the real one, and that was Tony. Tony, what is 
that podcast about? It's the scripted fiction one. You would all write better answers than that. <laughs> it was the scripted fiction one about a pediatrician named Josephine. And Which is basically the one that I was the least interested in listening to. <laughs> I was I was very enraptured by several of them. Like, wait, no, no, one of you jerks wrote that. Um. Uh, Scott voted for um, cocktail reviews in the morning. Excellent. Which was written by that was me, Arnie and Ecamp. Uh, Kate went with dorms. That was written by classic me, Gene McDonald. Um, Arnie himself voted for uh, the woke gals. <laughs> that was written by Tony. Hello, nerds. Tony Sindelar. And then finally, Gene voted for brunch and politics. That's the woke was gals. Also Tony, right? Which was also Tony. Yeah. <laughs> Same one. The woke gals. But- Tony, Tony cleaned up in that round. Finally. I have a hotkey set up on my keyboard to just always automatically vote for woke gals <laughs> in any situation. <laughs> I know what people I like. I just call it an attractive key mm. as opposed to a hot key. Is Two Woke Gals <laughs> the sequel to Two Broke Girls? Yes. Is that? Okay, just checking. Yeah. Uh, Tony walked away with 15 points in that round because he got the correct answer, and he had people two people vote for him. Uh, Jean and Arnie each received one vote for five points, plus Jean submitted hers first for a bonus point, and Scott voted first for a one point for him. Who wrote the so, uh, Parrot Heads one? Because yeah. that, was, that, one, that one stole I, that my was very. I was very close to voting for that one. Me too. Well, thanks for not voting for it, but appreciating it. <laughs> I, 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 hey, I only I just didn't think it was real. I thought it should be real. <laughs> Let's yeah, make but, it happen, Tony. I don't, I don't like Jimmy Buffett. I neither I do, do I, like... but we will find a way. We will put that into the world. Uh, you will get five bonus points on your next uh, time you appear on the show if you create one of these podcasts. <laughs> so that's worth it to you. Uh, Dan, can we get a score update? Wait, you don't even get them a million friendship points for that? <laughs> well, they can have half a million friendship points. <laughs> oh, wow, wow. Look at Mr. Generous yeah, over here. The economy has fallen out on friendship points. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Bitcoin. Yeah. All right. Well, that has uh, changed some of the scores, but not the leader. Arnie Niekamp is still in the lead with 68 points. Scott McNulty creeping up there with 57, followed closely by Kate Walsh with 54. Tony Sindelar, no longer in last, has 41 points, and Gene McDonald has 32, proving that you can still be in this game. The points are extremely variable, as you may have noticed. <laughs> here's here's one of Dan's least favorite kinds of rounds. It's called Get oh. Lucky by the Numbers. Send oh, no. us three integers between 1 and 20. If you submit the highest or lowest number, you are disqualified from the round. You'll get five points for each unique number. Three integers between 1 and 20. You don't want to be the highest or the lowest. Lex, I, I'm starting to suspect this podcast is just a really long con to break me. Is that what this is? I thought you'd be so grateful that I said integers. Yeah. This is, uh, I this do is appreciate also for that. Lex's work. He's been running a number station as one of his projects. He needs your help to make also it Also psychological experiments. Yeah, do, we have to submit, do we have to submit the numbers in alphabetical order? You do not, <laughs> but I appreciate your asking. Lex has a broad portfolio of responsibilities at his job. <laughs> Where's the batch of random numbers today, Lex? Um, <laughs> recording at one o'clock in a wait. This is actually how we see the random number generator. I run random.org, but it's powered by podcasters. Eighty percent of the contestants be, have submitted. Honestly, I in old math books, there would be a grid of random numbers on like the last page uh, to use in the pre-computer times, which I, I've seen in a library. It's delightful. <laughs> 
uh, Lex, I'd like to fight you on that. I think that, um, you know, a random number uh, processing is really more generated by a random set of girls. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I um random seven year old processing though that's a lot of work. <laughs> They're just hitting the same thing <laughs> every day. Dan is still scoring, so while he's doing that, I will tell you everybody's numbers, which makes for great <laughs> podcasting. Tony submitted nine, eleven, just and fourteen. Read some numbers there. Can Lex. you read them in a dramatic voice, please, Lex? <laughs> I have no other option, Tony. Ooh. Tony submitted nine, eleven, and fourteen. Scott submitted 13, 16, and 19. Spoiler alert, no one went higher than 19, <laughs> so Scott won't earn any points. Kate submitted 7, 8, and 15. Gene submitted 5, 11, and 18. And Gene, I am sorry to tell you, no one went lower than 5, so you too are Damn. disqualified from this round. And Arnie submitted 8, 10, and 14. Did anyone earn any points? Is that how this? <laughs> yes, people did earn okay, points. Okay, and what are the points so, so for this round based on? Or, or sorry, Lex probably said that. <laughs> well, that's a silly question. You get five points for each unique number that only you submitted, and um, comically, most of you did not <laughs> manage to submit many unique numbers. Uh, Dan, how did that round end up? Do I also need to read these in a dramatic voice? <laughs> that's entirely up to you. In a world where people submit unique numbers, one person submitted two unique numbers. That was Kate with 10 points. Tony and Arnie each submitted one unique number for five points each, and Gene and Scott were disqualified. Oh, I did forget yeah. part of the rules, so... <laughs> so their, number, their, num- their submitted numbers still knock out uniqueness. Uh, they're just disqualified for point earning. That's exactly yeah. Disqualified because I got the highest and the lowest, got it, got so it, it, it. that's it. Zero points. Uh, All right. I feel Our like next it. round is called What the Hell? Name another Sarah. We need one more famous <laughs> Sarah. Lex, what? Uh, <laughs> Ten points for a unique Sarah. Do they have to be unique from the previous round? They must, must be unique from the previous round. <laughs> oh my god, Lex. <laughs> I figure everybody heard those Sarahs. Uh, <laughs> uh, Why does anyone come on this show? Sarahs in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I knew exactly three Sarahs. Um, um. I think that most people who listen to the show can imagine this, but I hope some of you take the time to think about how much fun I have imagining reactions as I write the questions for this show. Uh, We just need one Sarah per person. We have four Sarahs. That's nearly as many Sarahs as we need. All the answers are in. Scott was first. He submitted Sarah Bareilles, a famous Sarah. Uh, Kate submitted Sarah Levy. Do you know yeah, her? She, the like internet personality. No, like is that right? No, <laughs> no, like Dan, Dan Levy's sister and Eugene Levy's daughter. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, that, was, that was my that was my hope that that's who that Sarah was actually. All right. I, yep. Yeah, I don't know, but She's I'm, Dan, I'm, I'm from here Canada. for it. <laughs> Tony submitted Sarah Palin. There is no penalty for uh, yes. <laughs> I couldn't think of any Sarahs well that you all hadn't well named played. in the previous round. Uh, oh. Arnie submitted Sarah Rap, adding, "Remember, my H key sometimes messes up. That's not going to count okay. as a Sarah this time. He has wooed me many times." And then Jean made things interesting because she uh, submitted Sarah Jessica Parker, and the bonus for this round was if Sarah Jessica Parker is still available and picked 20 bonus points. Now, why it's interesting is it also says if she has been picked in the previous round, that person now gets a surprise bonus two points. Kate 
unintentionally or intentionally submitted four Sarahs last time. Her fourth was Sarah Jessica Parker. But Dan, I'm a man who gives out points arbitrarily. So we're going to give Kate the bonus two and we're going to give Jean the bonus 20 because it was both previously picked and still available. All right, Yay. Flex. Have you considered renaming the show Edge Cases? <laughs> oh, corner cases. You could be two edge cases. Um, yeah, yeah. How did people score that time? Ah, well. Uh, so Gene came out ahead with thirty points because you got those twenty bonus points. Uh, Kate and Scott each got ten, as did Tony. But Scott netted an extra one bonus point. Scott has been very consistently uh, the first on a lot of these. He's, yeah. he's overwhelmingly been Just the first. He's got the speedy fingers happening. We won't do another score update until the next round, but let it be known for the first time, Arnie Neekamp is not in the oh. <gasps> First time in my whole life. Dun, dun, oh. dun. <laughs> <laughs> you peaked. Uh, this <laughs> round is called... Spoken like a white guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this round is called A Magician, A Mathematician, and Nutrition. Put together a fun sentence that includes one magician, one mathematician or scientist, and a diet of some sort. You'll get five points for each unique one and arbitrary bonus points for me and Dan for sentences we like. Here's an example from which you may use none of these names. Man, David Copperfield and Neil deGrasse Tyson sure look great after going on Atkins. So your sentence will contain a magician, a mathematician or scientist, and a diet. And Dan and I can give bonus points if we like your sentences. Do you mind reading the first sentence of the instructions again? Put together a fun sentence that includes one magician, one mathematician or scientist, and a diet of some sort. Do you think they know any other magicians? (laughs) Actually, I don't know which of the high of those is. I think the. I feel like I would have the most trouble with the diet. I have to think hard about the Mm. other diets. It's funny. I thought of the scientist was the hardest part. (laughs) Male privilege. (laughs) You would. Wow. That seems right. Um. Wow. I guess if you're going living or dead, it gets easier, which you certainly can do. We have a do we have a fame quota on this one? <laughs> fame known? I don't know. I I you know Wikipedia notability is a convenient. Yeah, no, I'm I'm good with all of these so far. <laughs> Dan, you very rarely award bonus points, but I want you to know you have full bonus point awarding privileges. Okay. Hmm. The longer I take. The worse it is. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scott M- McNulty. Uh, he has he has a, a strategy there. <laughs> it's not just getting the point; it's getting the sentence down. And Have out. these moments to himself <laughs> while you guys are working away, <laughs> right. cranking for Lex. I, right. I meditate. Oh, everybody's in. I was there waiting for people, but all the sentences are in. <laughs> so here they are. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Tony submitted Derek Delgadio and Katie Mack both making headlines doing intermittent fasting. Derek, of course, from the Hulu special in and of itself. Uh, Scott wrote, Hey, the amazing Jonathan, did you hear Carl Sagan is on the cottage cheese diet? Gene submitted Siegfried and Einstein went on the Scarsdale diet, but their success was relative. Mm. <laughs> The mathematician, oh, Arnie wrote, the ma- that mathematician from the Hulu show in and of itself quit the Miami Beach diet and ate Sarah Mathematician. Oh, I, 
I, I meant magician. I guess I uh, mistyped. <laughs> no, no, you yeah. said it right. You said it right. I said it. That magician from the Hulu show in and of itself quit the Miami Beach diet and ate Sarah Mathematician. <laughs> and Kate submitted, well, Madame Curie and Penn certainly are influencing the world to go gluten-free. Dan, I think everything in there was unique with the possible exception of are both Tony and Arnie, since they are referring mm-hmm. to the same magician, using the same magician. I think the answer has to be yes. I think it, yeah. I think it is a yes. I think it is a yes. I am going to award Tony uh, – I was going to award Tony five bonus points because I really liked his sentence, but I made it six because I was like, ha-ha, he spelled Derek Delgadio's last name wrong, and then I looked and he had not. So oh, six okay. points. <laughs> I was going to believe you that I had done it wrong. He did spell Katie Mack's first skip, name yeah. wrong, but we'll let him, <laughs> we'll let him roll on that one. Um, I would like to uh, award – Five bonus points to Jean for her success with relative joke. Yeah. Uh, Dan, any bonus points from you this round? I'm going to give another five to Jean because I also laughed at relative. <laughs> and I will give five points to Kate because I enjoyed the idea of Madame Curie and Penn hanging out and going gluten. <laughs> I think they would hang out if they could. I think they would. I agree. Uh, Dan, let's do a score update before we enter the, uh, the final quadrant of the game. <laughs> Wow, there's a lot happening. The scores, again, extremely variable. I'm going to go from the bottom up this time. That's because I just, that's how I feel like doing it. Uh, Tony Sindelar has 74 points, narrowly ahead of him. Scott McNulty with 83, and Arnie Niekamp also with 83. I've never been tied my whole life. I don't know what you're into, man. Uh, just above then, just above them, Gene McDonald with 87 points, but with a uh, pretty good lead going into the next round. Kate Walsh has 96 points. Let the record show. We actually never told you the individual scores for the previous round, but you can calculate them on your own at home. Uh, let the record show. Uh, yeah, let, make the audience do some work. for the reader. Uh. The, the next round is called The Five Fruits. I wanted to have a better name for it, and for a while it was The Five Fruits You Meet in Heaven, but that made no sense to me. So it's just back to The Five Fruits. Send us the names of five fruits. Each must start with a different letter of the alphabet. We will ignore fruits that share the same first letter as someone else. So you'll get 10 points per uniquely initialed fruit. Do you want them in alphabetical order? Doesn't matter to me. Might matter to Dan. Doesn't matter to me. But five fruits, and they will only count if nobody else uses a fruit starting with the same letter. Nolte is cleaning up on those bonus points today. <laughs> I'm a busy man. Strategy. You should note, he submitted those five fruits 25 minutes ago. I don't know how he does it. Maybe we shouldn't have put him in the Google Doc with us, Dan. The first thing I do mistake. when I'm on any podcast is send whoever's hosting it the name of five fruits. <laughs> it's just, you know, you gotta have a routine. These uh, letters. I felt crushed. I was like, oh, I could start reading the answers while the answers are still coming in. No, but that that's not how work. the show works. <laughs> Wait, go right ahead. I, I <laughs> All right, this letter thing. I was cu- I was crushed by the numbers, like not being, you know, and and, and that is no skill on my part. <laughs> I like I like that Jean's been on the show before. And she's like, I didn't know I was gonna have to deal with what letters words start with, <laughs> like Lex always does, because he's a jerk. <laughs> it's true. You are a jerk. I am. Wow. I forgot. Friend, friendly I competition has broken down. <laughs> I 
you think I, you know, I've known the alphabet for how many years? And it's, well, <laughs> kind of qu- trying kinda, to score this still very difficult. Kind of questionable, Dan. Given your, I mean, maybe let's give you three, three good years. <laughs> All the answers are in. Uh, we'll start with Scott because he was first. He submitted guava, papaya, banana, dragon fruit, and watermelon. And oh, guess God. what, Scott? One of those letters at most is unique. <laughs> I see that Dan is struggling with scoring, and I don't know what we're going to do either. We'll get there when we get there. Um, Kate submitted apple, papaya, tomato, orange, and cherry. I absolutely accept tomato as a fruit, and uh, according to Dan's records, that's probably both an A and C that are unique. Uh, I like that you have to qualify everything because we haven't gotten to one of these yet. <laughs> Uh, guess who, Arnie? Uh, yeah. We've got Tony, who submitted dragon fruit, kumquat, orange, tomato, and watermelon, uh, <laughs> which has no unique initials. So much work and no points. Gene submitted kumquat, mango, grapefruit, orange, and pineapple. The only original initial there, according to Dan, is M. And then there's Arnie, who submitted three things <laughs> instead of five and they are fiona apple halle berry and bananas in pajamas but they're all ghosts so already i got the first two clear mm-hmm. what's happening with bananas and pajamas but they're all ghosts Can you first of all they're me? all ghosts not just bananas just not bananas and pajamas i don't know why i'm laughing about the concept of these wonderful people being dead which is not funny Yes, the bananas and pajamas truly are wonderful people, too. I really just latched on to the idea that you meet them all in heaven. Um, <laughs> and so thinking about that really distracted me from doing anything good in this round. So wait a minute. When you're in heaven, are you a ghost? That is – I have to really think about some things. Well, if you die in heaven and you have unfinished business. Oh, no. You go back. You're a ghost in heaven. Oh, I've seen defending your life. I just hope they have some banana gram. It's mm. 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 a good point. That's how they can. Wait, if you die in heaven, do you die in real life too? Well, or? <laughs> <laughs> if you die in heaven, you've died in real life. I think prior. Wow. Uh, let's, let's. Yeah. Welcome to our new theology podcast. So, man, you guys got way more out of that movie soul than I did. Um, <laughs> does if I had so Dan, two initials, uh, does the first word can it just be the first word, or does it have to be any initial? <laughs> What we're going to do is we're just going to give Arnie okay. five points for I that round more than enough. he definitely contributed to the round. Mm. And then, Are uh, we, we're not penalizing anybody else who named it a no, fruit? No, we're going to ignore okay, those. Okay, good. Yep. <laughs> and Scott's going to end up with 10 points, Kate with 20, Arnie five, Tony zero, Gene 10. Oh, no. Is my, Actually, Scott, oh, Scott has Scott 11, too, 11 because, because he, he, he submitted first. Mm. Mm. All right, this is carbon dating. It's one more... Well, one of two more uh, Balderdashian-style rounds. You're going to write to us uh, a fictional thing that you think happened on July 5th, 1970. So you're going to try to convince everybody else that your answer is right when the voting happens. What happened on July 5th, 1970? Everyone else will vote. You hope they're going to pick yours. It was a Tuesday, as I recall. (laughs) I don't know why I have to be old. <laughs> it's 1970. Sorry, Like, we're not that old. <laughs> and if you're screaming at your speaker at home, uh, yes, it was a Sunday, despite what Dan said. July 5th, 1970. I'm not one of those people who can figure that out in their head. I have to Google it. My dad can do that. I never got it. I don't understand. My sister can do it too. I hate it. 
I, I, I feel like I can barely do like 15% tip at restaurants. <laughs> By 15%, I mean 20%. Nice save, man. <laughs> 20% is easy, though. 15% yeah, yeah, is hard. Sure. Yes. Then why have you been putting so much work into being wrong all your life? <laughs> <laughs> he wants to make sure he's doing more than that. So he's oh. <laughs> to make sure he's yeah. I like to do 17.5%, and the average is really just the... While they're tabulating, did anyone else have uh, uh, cartoon characters that they thought about doing, but then realize as soon as they open their mouth, they actually can't do it as well as they thought they could? Uh, I mean, yeah. I didn't have to submit one, but every yeah. day. Uh, definitely uh, uh, Sylvester the Cat. I didn't think I could do that. Yeah. Um, also, I thought generic cartoon vampire was probably not going to get any points with Lex. So... Uh. I am I am disappointed that nobody picked uh, JFK from Clint Eastwood, both a cartoon thought, character and a president. I thought, well, but then I was like, ah, oh, but maybe that doesn't. I was also not sure if Lex would be familiar with that. Uh, also, he's technically I was scoring. You knew I would Dan, be. Dan, is he president? He's he's, he's a clone. Oh, of though, a you're right. I don't he's know. a teenager of a president. Yeah. yeah. So. But it would have given you a chance to say, I uh, would like a potty platter. I'm a Kennedy. <laughs> I'm unfamiliar with the rest of that quote. <laughs> I'm a Kennedy. I'm not accustomed to tragedy. tragedy. Yes, sorry. Mm. Had had I been a contestant, I was going to go with uh, Mickey Mouse as Nixon. I was going to, oh boy, pal, I am not a crook. Oh, that's this good. is the answer that I imagined. I yeah. seriously yeah. considered going the other direction with a uh, politician doing Mumra the Ever Living speech whenever he transformed. Oh, but I <laughs> did. Everybody, everybody <laughs> went with cartoon character. Yeah. Too. yeah I realized yeah. I can't do an impression of a, a single politician or apparently a cartoon mm. character either. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Dan, you have all six of the possible explanations of what happened on July 5th, 1970. Our mm -hmm, contestants mm -hmm. will listen each and then vote for which one they think is actually what happened on that day. Yes. July 5th, 1970, a day that you'll live in. Eh, I don't really know. Uh, one option. July 5th, 1970, the city of Toledo, Ohio, celebrated the 4th of July due to a misprint in the Toledo Blade. <laughs> July 5th, 1970, children laughed, people loved each other, and many other things happened. Too many to list, really. It was a busy day. <laughs> I hope it's that one. <laughs> July 5th, 1970, Richard Nixon formally certified the 26th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, lowering the voting age from 21 to 18. July 5th, 1970, the so-called Sunday Night Massacre. Nixon fired a series of Justice Department officials until a loyalist was promoted to acting head. July 5th, 1970, the civil rights leader Cesar Chavez launched a nationwide boycott of grapes to bring attention to the plight of migrant workers. Or July 5th, 1970, a small shop run by Danish friends released a new flavor, pistachio ice cream. So those are your possibilities. You're going to tell us what happened on that day in 1970. Was it Toledo, Ohio's 4th of July misprint celebration, <laughs> children laughing and people loving each other? Nixon and the 26th Amendment, Nixon and the Sunday Night Massacre, Cesar Chavez, or uh, Pistachio Ice Cream's invention. The first person to vote for one of those responses was, of course, Tony. Eat it, Scott. The first person to submit an answer uh, of one of those explanations was indeed Scott. Uh, eat it, Tony. Uh, eat it. <laughs> uh, actually, correction, Arnie submitted an answer before Scott what? did. Yeah, that's right. Me. Eat it, Scott. <laughs> I don't like how this is turning out. 
That's right. Arnie wow. got the bonus point for his first submission. I think we have four votes I'm in. coming. I'm coming. It's, <laughs> I'm possibly the only one who was actually alive on that date. And <laughs> it's harder for me because there's more nuances to these answers. Wow, They're all this. good. Well, Jean might have voted last, but she voted right because she said Nixon lowered the voting age, which is exactly what happened on that day. He worked on the Scott. Sunday? Wow. Yeah. Scott, <laughs> Scott uh, voted for the 4th of July submission, which was submitted by Arnie Niekamp. If memory is the serves. Toronto Blade or, or Toledo Blade, is that a real newspaper or just a convincing fake newspaper? Uh, it is the real newspaper in Toledo. Nice. Uh, <laughs> great name. Yeah. Um, Toledo was also voted for by Kate. And then uh, Pistachio Ice Cream scored votes from both Tony and Arnie. And pistachio ice cream was Kate's well, creation. Well I thought you'd all. I thought it was an interesting play for Tony to submit uh, uh, the Sunday Night Massacre, yes. the lesser known of the weekend massacres. <laughs> you know, I was hoping that people were as uninformed as I am. Uh, well, all right, we are at our penultimate round. That's second to last for those of you keeping up home. So, uh, whew, I guess we'll do uh, one more score update, Dan. You a little worn out there, Lex? Can I get you something? Can I get a score you a refreshing drink? Would be great. Okay, a score update. We can do that. In the lead, Kate Walsh has maintained her uh, high score, now up to 126. Gene McDonald is still in second with 102, but Arnie is gaining ground there with 99, followed by Scott with 94. Tony has 75, but, you know, the, the scores have been known to change wildly. I have wildly. a pistachio <laughs> ice cream update. Apparently it was invented in 1940. Oh, wow. I knew wow. I ate it before 1970. That's why I almost voted for it. And then I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> you definitely had it when you were little. <laughs> this, uh, I've only had it once, and I love pistachios, and I love ice cream. Anyway, Limerictionary. This is the round where you get to write an original limerick on the topic provided by the previous episode's champion. Contestants are going to vote for their favorite limerick, and Dan and I will award bonus points to our favorite limericks as we so desire. Last episode's champion was Julia Scott. She wanted to know if she didn't submit a topic, could she remain the reigning champion? And I said (laughs) no. She would simply become the topic. So instead, she submitted the following topic. Broadway musicals. So write us an original limerick about Broadway musicals that your fellow contestants will vote upon. Or alternatively, write us a Broadway musical about limericks. <laughs> or about your fellow contestants. You ever think about just having a round where you have people vote on their fellow contestants? No submissions. <laughs> I give Scott a two. There was, there was once a round where people had to submit your name, Dan. Yeah, I do remember that. And many of the contestants could remember it, which was good. Always a plus. Go for that name brand recognition. Your name isn't Brand. <laughs> brand Morn. That's what they call me. <laughs> Changing it. folks. <laughs> that's that's how I would try it in the other direction. <laughs> President oh cartoon character. That's that's something. You know, I'm trying to think of, yeah, it's, the presidents I feel like are harder to do. They're not as stylized, right? I feel like the only the only president I ever would, would do an impression of is Ronald Reagan, and is only saying, well, I don't remember. <laughs> In my house, we do a lot of uh, Barack Obama impersonations saying, that's what I do. That's what I do. But that's, that is the extent <laughs> of the impression. 
We're allowed like 20 minutes on this, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Got, it's all come down to post. I'm just saying I got, I got one line, and that took a while. <laughs> That's kind of where I am as well. And now I realize that that line got to rhyme with other stuff, and I think that yeah, line is I'm also one line based on rethinking my one line. <laughs> yeah. How many of your first lines have Nantucket mm. in them? Wonder, next time, we'll set it up on these original create content creation rounds that will penalize whoever comes in last to encourage speed. <laughs> uh, I think that's a limerick. All of a sudden, I'm like, Definitely you limerick. know what a limerick is. You know how to make a limerick, don't you? You just put your lips together and blow. That is not how you make a limerick. In case anyone is listening to this for educational purposes. Oh no, Lex's tax credits. We should not have called this show Limerick Instruction. Finally, it takes so many episodes to get to the instruction. There's a lot of people blowing out there. Also true. I just remember Arnie is earning all these points while very cold in his heatless mm-hmm. hands. No. It's, it's good. Keeps your brain frigid. Freeze. <laughs> yes. Uh, it, Fresh. It explains why my answers are becoming uh, increasingly uh, nonsensical but complicated at the same time, which is such a bad combination. <laughs> I feel like you can actually hear the cold in Arnie's voice. <laughs> it is currently... 50 degrees in the room I'm in and 45 Ooh. degrees downstairs. I know. Downstairs. Pro tip. Whoa. <laughs> By the way, Tony was not joking. Oh, I'm sorry. For I, got, I need two lines left. <laughs> <laughs> Have you considered because those can help. One of my highlights of this show each each time is listening to Dan read these limericks. <laughs> that's that's yep, that's a high point for me as well. And the rest of the time, I just get you know almost done with my taxes. <laughs> Less complicated than scoring this game. I was gonna say Dan spends <laughs> most of the in betweens just stressing about when the answers come in and he has to score them. Yeah, I, I tried to I tried to submit my answering duties to H and R Block, and they were not having it. <laughs> do it as long as the rules do not change am i am i the last one you are yes all right all right the civil count on this is awful this is what you get that's all what right. that's what we get all right i will read them here in are a random five order. limericks about broadway musicals okay everyone was jazzed about hamilton for musical fans it was example one the secret was lin-manuel miranda implanted subliminal propaganda detected well after the damage done there once was a movie named Big that because a musical, not a bad gig. Yeah, there are more important shows, but that's how it goes. IP is king now, you dig? <laughs> I'm not reading that last That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> <laughs> On this New York City street, talent oozes from everything. People dance and sing, but what will this year bring? 2021 bring new shows that are neat. I do hope that before I die, Broadway finally stages The Fly. I am totally trusting it will be disgusting. Help me, it always makes me cry. <laughs> there once was a musical named Wicked. It was so good, many tried to lick it. <laughs> Try as they might, t'was more of a bite, and so the fans received a ticket. So those are your Broadway limericks. You've got Hamilton, Big, uh... 
2021, bringing new shows that are neat, The Fly, <laughs> and Wicked. Votes are coming in. Neither fast nor furious, <laughs> but they are coming in. I, I don't know why I always forget to vote. I'm like, I've picked it in my head and... <laughs> Now all the votes are in. The biggest vote getter was The Fly, authored by Jean McDonald. She scored votes from both Tony and Scott. Kate, meanwhile, voted for Wicked, which was written by Scott. Jean voted for Big, which was written by Arnie. He's included the following post note. P.S. Everyone in this scenario is a ghost. <laughs> and I left that out. I thought it might give things away. <laughs> Arnie himself. I mean, spoilers. 2021, which was authored by Kate. When I was uh, a, I'd like to give some, I was going to give some please? bonus points. Uh, I want to give bonus points to the Hamilton. I, I actually do feel like that was pretty funny. I enjoyed that. So I'm going to give five bonus points to Tony. Uh, I'm glad I took everyone's time. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Because no one else voted <laughs> I would, for it. <laughs> I would like to award three bonus points apiece to uh, Scott and Arnie. Um, Arnie, because uh, I was once a camp counselor, and one of my campers, his father produced the musical Big, and the whole camp went to see it. And then afterwards, we were allowed to talk to the cast, and we all sat there in the otherwise empty theater, and we asked the campers, does anybody have questions for the cast? And nobody had <laughs> one, because the musical was so bad. And this reminded me of that. And then Scott's, because I thought it was funny that he rhymed wicked with lick it. <laughs> so there you go. Dan, before we uh, launch this final round, could you do uh, one more score update? Sure thing. All right. Kate Walsh still in the lead with 131. Gene McDonald still in second with 112. Arnie in third with 107. Scott just behind him at 103. And Tony has 81. Excellent. Well, thank you, Dan. This final round is worth 30 points and sometimes takes a long time. Oh, no. So we'll see how it goes. My recommendation is if you have a pen and paper or a computer to type on, which I'm guessing you do, <laughs> it can't hurt. We're going to play a 20 questions style round uh, of this game. And I'm going to be thinking of a movie. You can ask yes or no style questions. It will go in the order of lowest score to highest score. And you're all working towards the same answer. You want to know what the movie is that we're thinking of. And, uh, yeah, the first person who gets it will be awarded 30 points. So it's still anyone's game, unless that person is Tony. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh. uh, we will start with Tony. Uh, was this movie released after 1980? Yes. Uh, next up is Scott. Um, is this movie an action movie? No. Next up is Arnie. Are there any ghosts in this movie? <laughs> in a way, we're all future ghosts. No. Gene. Oh. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Is this movie a comedy? Yes. Kate. Is this a romance? Yeah. Dan? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably. It has both comedy and romance. Yes. So we'll say yes. Back to Tony. Is this my cousin Vinny? <laughs> no, but an excellent guess. <laughs> Truly, my favorite movie. I, well, you know, also technically, I believe uh, consistent with all the jo the things so far. <laughs> Scott, um, is it a live action movie? Yes, Arnie. 
Did you think of the movie before we started recording or after we started recording? <laughs> <laughs> That's not a yes or no question, but I'll tell you anyway, before. Uh, Gene. Is the lead um, character a female? No. Kate. Are there children? In this in the world? <laughs> oh, in the movie. Um, not in no, any primary roles. Like, incidental children at best. Uh, Tony. Uh, was it released after 1990? Yes. Oh. Scott. Does it star anyone known for being on Saturday Night Live? Yes. Uh, Arnie. Oh, gosh. Um, is it rated R? No, I had to check. Um, Gene. I don't know these years. <laughs> I'm realizing I'm like I can't I can't distinguish between 1980s and 90s. This is my problem. <laughs> They're just all the before time. The before time. Um, so let me ask a helpful question, which is: Is it a feature of family? Does it feature a family? No. Uh, Kate. Was it released in the last? It was not. Back to Tony. Uh, does it star Will Ferrell? No. Scott. Hmm. Um, would it be considered appropriate family viewing? Yes. At least in my family. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, but I think I think yes. New Jersey. Uh. My mom. My mom. My mom would watch it. Oh, okay. Uh, Arnie. Um, in your opinion would you guess we've all seen it yes gene um i like thinking that as an opinion question (laughs) (laughs) even though it is an objective fact question but in my opinion you probably also but you don't know uh i'm really drawing a blank i'm gonna pass because i'll just sit here blanking no worries kate does it have chris farley no tony does it have adam sandler no scott hmm is it set in the united states yes (laughs) arnie is eddie murphy in this movie no gene um is Mike Myers in this movie? No. Kate. Thompson. <laughs> no. <laughs> Tony. Uh, <laughs> um, does this have Bill Hader in this movie? No. Scott. I feel like I might have led us down this path. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, let me rephrase. Scott, you bastard. <laughs> Let me think. Hmm. Duh, would you consider it an ensemble movie? Dan? <laughs> I, I would say no. I, I'm going to go more complicated. It's, I wouldn't <laughs> say it's like an ensemble movie like a Wes Anderson film is. But I would say that it um, does feature a strong supporting cast. Mm. That's my answer to your question. <laughs> that's, Arnie. That's a, no. 
Um, is there a magical or supernatural element to this movie? <laughs> I think Arnie has the answer. The answer to your question, Arnie, is yes. Gene. All of a sudden, I want to say, is it big? But I think <laughs> that would be. That would, that's not right. Because um, there's kids in that movie, obviously. Um, or is it a big movie, which is a different question, but uses the same words. <laughs> Um, yeah, is it, um, was it a summer blockbuster? Questions are hard now. Well. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to figure out when it came out now. Hang on. And Dan, if you know the answer, you can feel free to call it out. It was not. Oh, it was not. Nope. It was not a <laughs> nope. summer blockbuster. That's, that was my guess, and I was right. I'm <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, Kate. At star. Hello, dear listener. It's me, your friend, Lex Friedman. Uh, I would consider myself one of your closest friends, quite honestly. At this point, you've noted that uh, Kate's audio had something horrible happen during this round of 20 questions. Uh, So I think you probably could have understood some or all of her most recent questions. This one, I really had no idea what she had said. And I had recorded a different line right here saying, we don't know what she asked, but here's her question. And then I was mentioning it to Dan. And Dan said, hey, I wrote down what everybody asked, which he did. So in this case, Kate has just asked, um, is the SNL star who stars in this movie male uh we'll pick up right here yes um back to tony is it mcgruber no (laughs) scott mcnulty does that have a magical or supernatural element i haven't seen it so but (laughs) but also lex thinks i've seen it so (laughs) the fact the fact that it got made is what's magical about mcgruber (laughs) yeah Uh, scott uh hmm i'm running out of questions and i have no guesses so this is not a great place to be i mean seems like arnie's got it so uh, yes that's why uh, uh, don't be so optimistic oh uh, is it uh, uh, a night at the roxbury <laughs> it is not <laughs> also magical and supernatural also, in that it was yeah. made arnie our podcast turns its lonely eyes to you mm, only you can um, save us oh boy uh <laughs> i i i actually have no clue what it is uh, <laughs> what? Oh, this is a double fake out. Yeah. Uh, is it? Oh, God. Um, I don't. I'm at such a loss. I can't. I think I got thrown for a loop by uh, being getting in my head that I should know it now. Uh, <laughs> so you're saying it's not MacGruber? <laughs> I too was. That's a wide pool of every film that is not MacGruber. In a way, there's only two stories MacGruber and not MacGruber. Um. (laughs) Yes, man versus God, man versus society, MacGruber versus God. Uh, Here's here's my question. We we said it's not a summer blockbuster. Was it a hit? Yeah. Yes, it was a hit. Oh, that disqualifies all of my guesses. (laughs) Wish I had known that before I asked about Night at the Roxbury. (laughs) <laughs> the box office was $105 million. Um, Which may or may not be impressive depending on what year it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I feel like we've just eliminated so many SNL cast members that would... Um, oh, wait. Did I say... Is it... Um, is it Christmas Vacation? Nope. It is not Christmas Vacation, but a great guess. Kate, unlike every other guess, which was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it Blues Brothers? 
uh, it's me interrupting again. I feel like you got that one, but she said, is it Blues Brothers? Do you want a spoiler alert on the answer? It's going to be read by me in one second. It's no. It is not Blues Brothers. Do do we, all right, we've reached the end of a round, Lex. Do you want to, should we give a hint or are we, how are we doing here? <laughs> I, I'm ready with I, my follow-up. I have many hints. We're at 35 guesses. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting close. Um, let's see. I will give hints. I don't have a good hint mm. yet, so I will think of hints during this next round. Uh, but we'll okay. start with Tony. Uh, well, I was not going to guess, is it Blues Brothers 2000? Because he said it was a hit. Is it Mean Girls? <laughs> no. Okay. Mm. Uh, okay. So that was Tony, which means next up is Scott. Um, does it have a, a, a familiar soundtrack? I'm, I'm going to say yes, although I don't know if that will help you. Uh, None Arnie. of this is helping hmm. me. <laughs> it, it was a hit, so it's not Dana Carvey's Clean Slate. Uh, Dana Carvey's better movie was Opportunity Knox, which was also that's nice. true. Uh, what um, is was this Saturday Night Live performer considered like uh, the star of their seasons? Like kind of like a, a, almost like a headliner Saturday Night Live cast member? <laughs> I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> I also really appreciate the complexity of that question. Gene. Is it Groundhog Day? God. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what, nobody, we haven't mentioned Bill Murray. Gene, I was yeah. so well, good. Well, you were intentionally trying to steer us towards Bill Murray, I, weren't you? When you said, I thought that was eliminated by year. I don't know what year Groundhog Day was made in. So, it, well, that, that was in the 90s. That was uh, it came out in 93. I thought it was in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's uh, hilarious is Gene uh, was it? Somebody yeah. asked if it was a. Uh, it was Gene asked if it was a summer blockbuster, and Dan and I both <laughs> went to look up when it came out, and of course it came out on Groundhog Day. Good work, gentlemen. <laughs> which is not in the summer, yeah. but that was a thirty-point round. Dan, what on earth does that do to the final scores? Well, it, it's an upset, no lie. Uh, we had at the end Tony with eighty-one points. Uh, ahead of him, Scott with 103, then Arnie with 107. Kate was in the lead, and she had 131. But Gene took it home there with that last round with 142 points. Well, if nothing else, this was a competition and friendly. My thanks to Arnie, Gene, Kate, Scott, and Tony, and of course, scorekeeper Dan. Thank you all for playing Friendly Competition. Thanks, Lex. No, no. Thank you. Are you already yeah. No thanks, Lex. <laughs> In honor of Groundhog Day, should we start this episode over from the beginning? Oh. <laughs> now that we've rehearsed. Now that you know all the answers, let's go back and do it again. This, this time with feeling. I admire this theme's ambition.